Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Eli. What up, man? Happy Monday. It doesn't feel the same when I say, hey, without JT here. Yeah, it was fun last week, bro. Doing his little rap, his little rap shit. If, uh, if you guys haven't checked out episode 40 yet, our last one, definitely check that out. Mm-hmm. Had one of Will's old friends on. Awesome podcast. Yeah, good buddy of mine, man. No, knew him from the Marine Corps. Known them for a long time. They're out being rock stars. We're, we're, um, we do podcasts. <laughs> They're musicians and, uh, and rapping and doing a bunch of country music. And it's pretty cool, man. Uh, we liked it. If you haven't checked those guys out, look into a long cut. Great yeah, band. Super cool. Super cool band. Super cool guy. They're definitely doing some things uh, a little differently. So we like to do around here, too. That's not what you want to say. <laughs> I know what Eli wants to say. What's that? You felt so good that you had like a companion. I did, to, man. To yeah. like have some support and bleed with or something, man. I did, the I whole did. time we're talking, he's telling you about stories from div schools. Yeah. And you're like, oh man, I've been through that. Yeah. <laughs> Will beats me Will too. Did that shit to me. And you guys were just yeah. like little support groups smoking your little marijuana. I feel part of the crew, man. I felt good. Damn victims. <laughs> Damn victims. Oh, no, awesome. man, it was a great time. We had a we had a couple good memory talks. Uh we did talk a lot about business as well and like what's going on for them. It was fun too, man because they they you know they sing country music and rap and really cool and it's you know it's all entertainment um but there's a business side to the back of that and that's where mm. we had a lot of similarities as far as like just approaching business and relationships and and what matters mm-hmm. and where you put your energy to you know um so great great podcast and with that being said as far as like what matters and what you put your energy into that leads us to today episode 41 and we're going we're gonna to get into meaning, meaningful conversations and difficult conversations. So when we talk about meaningful conversations, I don't mean like just getting high with Eli. Uh, dude, that's a podcast. <laughs> that's a good getting high too, with yeah. Eli, right? I'm, well, how have we not said that yet? For real, As man. many times as I say Jeez. you get high and I say your name, Eli, I'm surprised I didn't say that. But uh, what are meaningful conversations? Who are you having them with? When to have them? You know? And I think who you have them with is, is kind of what dictates them being meaningful. meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then hard conversations. So friends, family members, uh, subordinates, you know, bosses, whatever it may be, we're going to kind of dive in. And, and, and again, not everything is scripted here. We're going to kind of give you guys that thought process and, and just unravel this as we go. I will say, though, I mean, right out of the gate, one of the first thoughts that comes to me as far as meaningful conversations, you know, we were also talking about where you get your advice from. Mm -hmm. That was another topic that popped up. We might just do a podcast on that all in its own. However, you know, I said it might pop up today and it already is, you know, getting advice, receiving advice and just and then in in addition to that, just a conversation you have. Mm Who you're having that with is huge, right? Because no matter how much I want to pour my heart into someone, like let's use being a cop, you know, like no matter how much I want to pour my heart into like a 17 year old who's gang banging or doing a bunch of bad stuff and no one knows other way. And here's this white cop, you know, trying to tell him how to live his life and, oh, you got to better up and all this stuff. Like no matter how much care I put into that conversation, depending on like that person's lifestyle or limited just perspective and like right. you just never know or that's one example. Another example is just people I just don't give a shit, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you, like, let's talk about a meaningless one. Someone, you know, it's like someone at the subway gets your order wrong, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. yep and then you yep. want to give them a 30 minute lecture on, like, right. hey, it's not, it's, listen, it's not the tomatoes, it's the principle of it. Yep. You weren't listening. Listen to me. Yeah. Okay. They don't give a shit, man. Right. Like they're just dreading what you're talking about right now. They can't wait for you to leave. And the audience, so your audience is a huge part of that, right? Yeah, I just yeah. think when you're gonna have meaningful conversations, like this is, 
it's very similar. I, I just think that they're going to happen when you have a good relationship with people, yeah. man. Because, again, like, it's the same thing in dating. Like, you trying to talk common sense into someone that, ha that just doesn't value the yeah. sanction of a relationship, good luck. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to resonate. So all the time and energy you're putting into that, not going to go anywhere. I, and I know we're going to get into more detail mm -hmm. as far as, like, what we think meaningful conversations are and, and where they go. But, again, man, right out of the gate, I feel like they just – it's got to be – your audience of who you're speaking to, like if it's a mass audience, people that are choosing to be there, mm -hmm. you know, like um, like some of these public talks, you know, uh -huh. and, and, and public speaking and summits we're going to do, <clears throat> those people are paying to be there, mm -hmm. right? So I think they're they're open to what you have to well, say. Well, and, and something too for me, like um, meaningful can mean a lot of things, but one thing with Will, and, you know, I see this where we do everything together all the time. I mean, you very rarely have just very surface conversations with anybody, right? Even It could be the subway guy, but you are going to have a meaningful conversation with that guy, but it's not going to be about the damn tomatoes. It's going to be, I don't know, just something different, but it's about him, right? A lot of times it can be in a positive light. So do you mean meaningful as in just like, just not it can even be level. a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just not surface just level shit. Asking yes. someone how their day is and... And, and just, just going deeper and just going deeper. Like okay. I, I know like, you know, we've had a lot of interactions with... Um, I don't know, just a random waitress and then her career comes up and then you're diving into more about her career and you're asking deeper questions. You're just not a surface level guy. But I did not ask for her phone number. Correct. Correct. Unless it was like a recruiting opportunity. And for I'm our not. Team. And, <laughs> and I'm not. For real. And, and, and here's my thing about that. The reason why I say that is one, to be funny, to be a smart ass. Secondly, my, my other reason that I'm saying that, hey, I didn't ask for her phone number is also not because I'm like worried kate's listening to this she thinks shit's like like she we're fine right i'm also saying that as in like being cliche sometimes we only have man this is a i'm glad you said what you said sometimes we only have meaningful conversations and by we i don't mean me i just mean mm -hmm. society mm -hmm. we only have meaningful conversations because we're trying to get something from right, it right, right as in that waitress you have a great conversation with her and she's telling you about school and and how work is going yada yada and then at the end you ask for her phone number because in reality like you were trying to be nice to her in order to display right, right, your right. kindness yep. in order to get some interest and then get a phone number from her. So when I'm saying, hey, for example, I also didn't ask for a mm -hmm. phone number. It was as in, hey, there was there was nothing that I was trying to seek or gain Correct. from that conversation. It was just treating human beings how they should be treated and, and just also learning like, hey, what's your job like? Or we end up having and I'm just a talker anyway, but just going that one extra level and having a good time and having some good banter yeah. while they serve you for that hour. Yeah. It's fun. And you it do, is. you do get their perspective, well, but again, there's no agenda. Correct. Right. Well, so, here's, here's where I think a good place to kick this off is going to be. So this applies to difficult conversations. This applies to meaningful conversations. Oftentimes those two are difficult ones are the most meaningful and impactful, but it all stems from a place of care, right? Right. Genuinely caring about that person um, in order to have, a deeper than surface level conversation and the difficult ones. Yeah, I agree. I got a I got a message on Instagram not too long ago. <laughs> this this guy, you know, <laughs> this guy, this guy. He uh, oh hey man, scrolled past your page, saw you were an entrepreneur. Like that's cool, man. Thanks, man. Mm -hmm. You you know, and they go longer now with their mm -hmm. sales hooks. Mm -hmm. You know, like oh you're welcome, man. Like. Hope all is well, you know, how is it? What do you guys do? And I'm thinking like, so you scroll past my page to see I'm an entrepreneur, but you don't scroll vertically to see what to I just do. look at what right. I, what I do. Like we own a real estate company, man. Like, oh, cool. And, and this and that. And then like at the end, like, Hey man, like, have, do you have a bookkeeper and this and that? Matter oh, of God. fact, 
we specialize in real estate. I'm like, look, dude, I know like you went and searched realtors. Okay. Like I know you're pretending to not know I'm a real, like, and again, like it was all this in, in sales. I am against just the mass text messaging and, and messaging on Instagram and direct mm-hmm. messenger on Facebook because you're very impersonal. Yeah. But I'm also against you pretending to be interested in me to throw your hook out 10 messages in. Matter of fact, I almost hate that worse because yeah. it takes more time. It's true. Versus, hey, man, I scrolled past, like do a hybrid, right? Like don't just throw a sales pitch. You got to show people you looked at them, but then don't pretend to be the best friend either. Right, right, right. Hey, man, scroll past your page. Saw you're not snoring that you're running a real estate company and looks like you guys are doing well and, and you might be at scale by now. Do you have a bookkeeper or anything that helps you? We specialize in this. Is that something you'd be open to having a phone call with? Yep. But but in that paragraph that you write me, why not just explain a couple of things, what makes you guys different? And then there's a hybrid. So those meaningful conversations that people are like throwing into DMs, like there's smoke and mirrors to it, you know, and I don't and I don't care for it. So mm-hmm. but I get and you're about to take some notes, it looks like I am. I mean, I am. are you sober? What's the matter with you? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, kind of, I mean, sober in my own way. Do you yeah. want to go? So do you want to start off? Well, I've got a couple of points that I've already made. Do you want to start off with just fundamentally what is a meaningful conversation to you? Yeah. So or I'll, where I'll do you just, find let me, let me just kind of start off with my context uh, from my lens and then we'll I'll, I'll kick it back to you. So, uh, again, reason I want to chat about this today is because I think this is hands down one of the best traits that uh, Will has and, and what makes him a good leader is his ability to have meaningful and difficult conversations. And coincidentally, that was one of my biggest struggles uh, when I was running my company solo and whatever company that was, personal training, whatever, just as, as in my adult life, um, you know, I always had difficulty with that. And, um, you know, I, I really, really do care about people, but I always had a hard time for whatever reason, just asking the right questions to go deeper than surface, right? I don't know if it was afraid, uh, if I was afraid of what their response was, that I wouldn't have, um, you know, anything to reply back with, that I wouldn't have anything meaningful to, to engage them further with. So I was kind of hesitant on the questions that I would ask and how deep I would go. Um, yeah, probably just insecurities about my own abilities to respond. Uh, in addition to that, as far as difficult conversations, I just always was so scared of the outcome, thinking it would be detrimental and end up in this huge altercation. What that kind of reminded me of was when I was younger, I mean, up until the point I was like 25, man, I was like super scared to go to clubs, to go to bars, because I always just felt like there was going to be some sort of altercation, that there was going to be some sort of conflict. And uh, once I just did it, I realized, oh, hey, not everyone's trying to get in a damn fight all the time. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and then you just got to realize like, yeah, man, like your radar might be on a little bit higher because you're you're in a bar. People are intoxicated or, or you know whatever it is, but there's also just control measures like anything else that you can, mm-hmm. just like when you're driving, man, mm-hmm. Hey, you got to drive mm-hmm. in the snow. Oh, yep. I'm careful. Yeah. Yep. Whatever. Yep. What about everybody else around you? Right. Control right. measures to just, okay. Like right when the light turns green, maybe you don't hit yeah. the gas. Maybe yeah. just wait a second, yeah. kind of look both ways still and see if someone's like sliding through or not paying attention. And same thing when you go out to bars and different stuff is, you know, just kind of stick to your circle and mm-hmm. just be aware of what's going mm-hmm. on and, and just try, you know, and if something gets weird, like just try to remove yourself well, from it. And, or, and one of the most attractive things about you, like it had the opposite effect. Once I was just around you and 
was around difficult conversations that you were having. Such a great way I to put it. I saw that it had... Will bitched at Eli for a year. Well, no, and not just me, but other people. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was around it, and then I saw, wow, hey, he's first of all, he's actually impacting people. You're okay being the bad guy so yeah. that that other person can actually benefit. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, hey, like, first of all, he's not just an asshole. He does care about his perception but he's willing to forego that yeah to impact somebody's life you don't need to be liked in the moment no. because you know the long term it's just leadership it's, man. it's gonna help it just so it's just leadership so and and then sometimes when i talk about like being in the marine corps and, and training and, and being in during a time of war like things are as much as like there's so much more pressure things are just super simple uh -huh. look we either all do the best that we can and become as proficient as possible or someone dies mm -hmm, or mm -hmm, you die, mm -hmm. right? So it's just so like there's Super there's a beautiful simplicity mm -hmm. to an, ex, an enormous amount of adversity. Mm -hmm. People call it like mm -hmm. do or die, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's do or die time, right? Like, you know, football, whatever, right? Yeah. Like there's two minutes left and you're down by a touchdown, right? Like my elbow hurts or my knee hurts or the, the quarterback, you know, fucking someone hit his head and he's got a headache. Like not, literally... None of that matters because we got two minutes left in this game that's called the Super Bowl. And look, man, we're either going to go home winners or we're not. So yeah. it's just do or die, man. Like, yeah. it, And I promise you, like, things are super simplistic. As much as you can get distracted on other stuff, mm -hmm. it's like, look, either perform. And when the ball is thrown to you, no excuses. Like, you mm -hmm. catch it or you don't, mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. Same thing with training for war or, you know, and just being and just the environment of being in during a time of war. Just the cloud of that eliminates just just the the victim card or just yeah. or not even the victim card but people tend to pat each other on the ass or people tend to like make excuses for stuff and it's it's just acceptable nowadays it, because it, yeah. there's not i mean we're spoiled we're spoiled in the lives that we have like oh man it was like oh hey how was your run yesterday oh man that fucking blizzard came in and i didn't oh yeah oh fuck that yeah man i wouldn't run in that either uh -huh. Uh -huh. It, it turns into like small talk and it's because like look whether you go on that run or not there's just in your own head there's just not enough going on to make it a do or die situation for me i'm bred in that everything i do is do or die mm -hmm. whether it's five years from now it's, you know, the goals that we have and what we want to accomplish in business. Look, dude, it's all do or die. We either make it and we accomplish what we want or we fucking struggle our whole life trying mm -hmm. to. And if you're half-assing it, you're just going to be juggling businesses and you're going to be struggling your entire life. Mm -hmm. And you're never going to get time with your kids because you never established your company enough to actually get the time off because you, you've got decentralized command with different leaders that are put in place to, to run your company and you still oversee a lot of stuff, right? But you just never put in the the right amount of effort to get it where it needed to be to actually get the time off. So you end up spending your whole life in that in that mediocrity and mm -hmm. and just chasing things. And I think that's what leads to midlife crises. But right. the bottom line is that do or die. It's very cliche when I say it like that, but it's true, man. There's just some simplistic things to extreme extreme situations. Okay, like, and I just don't know any other way. So if I'm gonna do something, man, I've either got to I either have to do things how I know how to do them because I'm me. Or I can't do them. So mm -hmm. if there's other ways to super procrastinate or or whatever and still be just as successful as me or someone else, like cool, man. I'm not I'm not saying it's not mm -hmm. true. I don't think it's true, based off of people we know and what I've accomplished in my in my careers. 
there's just no substitute for the hard work. Yeah, yeah. And again, man, it's not even... And then the rebuttal will be, well, what if your parents are rich and they just throw money at you? You're right, but you're missing that character building. You're missing wisdom. There's a lot of other stuff in addition to financially yeah. growing that you're going to grow, man. And, and the reason why I'm like that is I think everyone kind of needs a dose of that in their life. And for me, in my head, I'm opposite from everyone else. Like, you know, some people want to play nice and like, oh, yeah, man, like, oh, it's a blizzard. I don't, I don't want to run out of there. Like, hey, that's not what you said you were going to do. Mm -hmm. You know, or like when we're, when we're training our team, I'm sure they got a thousand stories for when I'm like, hey, you're not performing. You're not sticking to what you said you were going to do. Hey, you being at home, organizing this and organizing that and doing your little flyers and doing your little staples on your paperbacks. You're not getting out and having real conversations. Yeah. You're not meeting people around real estate. You are finding every busy work item there is to avoid the actual friction, which creates growth. Hey, that's not producing mm -hmm. me having that conversation with you. I might not be your favorite person at that moment. That's okay. I also understand that being a leader for so long, Look, man, I know that I might say something and it resonates 90 days. I might say something and you quit the team and it resonates a year later. Mm -hmm. Here's my thing. I know that I don't control that outcome. What I can control is the influence I have on you. Yep. And the influence I have on you needs to be honest. Now, and I, I need you to know it. I imagine you learned that because you probably had some great leaders in your life that told you some shit that maybe you didn't want to hear or that made them not your favorite person in the moment, right? Oh, man, I've just, everything I've done is gold. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I love when you load questions, man, that I can just say some pretentious shit oh, to. No, nope, man, everything I touch is gold. Okay. Um, so Will has not experienced that. No, <laughs> <laughs> no man. Um, yeah, I, I've had some great leadership in my careers, especially through the Marine Corps. But again, dude, it wasn't just the leaders. Like We were talking with JT the other day mm -hmm. on the podcast. He's like, nah, man, you're the kind of guy that would have been successful no matter what. Correct. I would like to think so. Yep. I don't know. And I don't like take as much as I joke. I don't like taking that much credit for myself. In addition to the leadership in the Marine Corps, just the atmospherics of going in during a time of war, mm -hmm. you were seeking guidance. You wanted mm -hmm. guidance because, mm -hmm. hey, man, if you deploy, like, you better be prepared. You're going to get hurt. <clears throat> somebody else could get hurt. You could die. Somebody else could die. Like, just the circumstances, man. Like, and you probably didn't give a fuck how that was served to you, right? No, yeah. but again, it's because the situation, the scenario is more extreme than someone's language. Dude, okay. Me dying is more extreme than someone going, Grimes, motherfucker, yep. over there, not over here. I don't care that you just called me a motherfucker. Yep. I know that you don't think I'm out fucking mothers, okay? I, I'm, I'm listening to your intensity as in, I don't care if you're cussing at me. If you're being that intense toward me, either it's just the nature of the Marine Corps or, hey, I just made a big mistake. Move your ass. Well, and, and the so the mission needs to be bigger than your ego. If, yeah. you, if you're too worried from the coach that you have or whoever is ahead of you that's giving you this fucking advice that you've put yourself under, like you just have to hold the mission, your success bigger than your ego. Right. Yeah. Unless you. Right. So, yeah. But it's, it's also. So the flip side of that is like, well, what if someone has like barely any ego? Then they then the situation could be barely important and they'll respond to it, right? No. Whether you have a super high ego or a low ego, the the circumstances have to be enough to light a fire under mm -hmm. your fucking ass. Yep. Yep. Okay. So this also talks to the people that are very, very molasses or the people like you mm -hmm. call yourself very middle of the road, like yep. nothing overwhelms you, but nothing underwhelms you. Yep. You never get super happy, but you never get super yep. sad. Yep. Yep. Hey, someone needs to shake you the fuck up too. Yep. You know what I mean? Like yep. And that's where it gets really dangerous is when you're better than most, 
No one's really they're, checking you, man. Like, yeah. who's gonna check you on fitness? Yeah. Yeah. Your dude, your your BMI, your body, your body mass index right now is right. is your. I guarantee you, you're in the top. One percent or half percent of society, and I'm not. Don't thank me. This is what it is. You fucking did it, right? But just like when people look at money, dude, four hundred and forty thousand a year for income Mm -hmm. is where the top one percent of America starts. Four forty. Yeah, it's not a million. It's not five million. It's so what people think is not is not true. But again, who's gonna check you on your fitness? Mm -hmm. If you say, oh, I'm gonna, oh man, I'm just tired. I'm gonna take a day off. Is someone fatter than you going to check you? Mm-mm. No. And that Mm-mm. so now that's where it gets into meaningful conversations, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to kind of circle back around to that as far as like, okay, well, we get it. You need to have something that's, you know, like the circumstances or the mission has to be bigger than my ego. And even if I have a little ego, then it's got to be bigger than my lack of initiative. Mm-hmm. Something's got to mm-hmm. light me the mm-hmm. fuck up, right? Mm-hmm. The whole flight or flight thing. Yep. Um, in addition to that, the hard part of having like meaningful conversations is you've got to find people respectable enough that can speak to you. Mm, okay. Right. Cause yep. like for you to speak to someone in fitness, well, who's going to talk to you about that? Mm. Most people are not even half as fit as you are. Mm-hmm. That sucks because now you have very little people that would motivate you. And even though, Oh, will, but it's not about fitness. It's just someone keeping you to a standard of your goals, like a little check partner. Correct. However, if that partner per se or someone checking you isn't equally or better fit than you, it it's gonna, Eli's yeah. not going to respect what, like if I'm a fat fuck, but I'm like, oh, Eli missed the gym today. What a lazy ass. Well, dude, listen, dude, I might, I might be comfortable enough saying it. You're not going to, it's just not going to be yeah. received. And, and I can take, like, I'll, I'll listen, but it's not going to hit the mm-hmm. way it would if there was that level of respect there. Yeah. Yeah. So 100%. It, so then the tool that I would have to use if I'm if I'm like less fit than you and and you and I are in business together and and I'm you know we're having those meaningful conversations and maybe I have to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. Let's say I'm less fit than you. Mm-hmm. But then as a as a partner in crime, I'd go, "Hey man, here's the deal. I know that's important to you and I'm way less fit. I cannot speak to your level of fitness. However, how about this, man? I'm going to go to the gym 5 days a week. Yep. I'm going to commit and I'm going to learn this. But while I'm committed, I'm also getting motivated from you. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start living like you're living and taking care of myself. Fucking don't let me down. Yep. Yep. And now like you're like, oh, man, like Will's kind of looking up to me for fitness. And uh-huh. so now there's something to like now it's bigger than yourself. Right. And now right, there's right. some team, yep. some team stuff to it. You know? Yeah. So there's just ways of doing it. But again, that also leads me to my next point about difficult conversations. A lot of it is the elephant in the room that no one wants to talk about. So if that's an example, okay. I'm going to say the elephant in the room. Hey, bro, I'm fat. Okay, I can't. I'm not. Look, man, it was snowing. You didn't want to go for your run. Who am I to tell you not to go for your run? However, I committed to this, too. Mm-hmm. And I and even though I'm fatter than you, I'm out here every day doing it. Yep. yep. And, I, and you're my motivation, man. Yep. So I'm doing this, you know, and there's some teamwork. To That's that. an but, awesome way to. But I got to call the bit. elephant in the room. Yeah. I got to go look, dude. I'm not your level of yeah. success fitness wise. But I. But hey, I'm going to do it every day. To start living like you live, because mm-hmm. I want to benefit from that. Hey, don't let me down. Well, you know? and that and that comes back to that do or die mentality or that day one dollar zero mentality. And man, it, like do or die sounds extreme. However, and we've said this before, this is fucking life. Like we got one shot. There's mm-hmm. none of this like, like you know, dude. We got one shot at this. Now that I'm in my mid thirties, ouch. I start. I'm starting terrible. to realize like how much time I have, but how, how fast it goes and how short it seems. And it's like, man, like 
that's what keeps me cranking every day, keeps us cranking every day and just squeezing every last drop out of the day. And guys, you, th you think that it's not do or die. You think that missing the gym that, that today isn't do or die. You think falling short of your professional goals isn't do or die. It fucking is. It yeah. is. Well, and it's just, again, like we talk about that quiet despair, man, like most men li living in a quiet mm -hmm. despair, like they're in their 40s or 50s and they didn't go tackle or achieve what they wanted. Mm -hmm. You know, and they've got that dad bod per se, if it's a fitness thing or a career thing. And then by the time they're like, oh, man, like they're, well, they're in their mid 50s and mm -hmm. they just like, man, I can't. I got a yep. mortgage and six kids. And you're like, you're right, man. Yeah. I you're don't in, think you can. Too I, deep. Yeah. I don't want to say that to you. I get, oh, hey, follow your dreams. You're mm -hmm. never too old. Yeah. However, you're past, you're past a point where I would do it. Yep. If I'm in my mid 50s with six kids, hey, man, I'm not turning this fucking bus around <laughs> unless I can, unless I can make sure and sign off on that I'm taking care of my family. Yep. Yep. But a lot yep. of times you can't because you're just, yep. you're that deep into something else, man. And, right. you know, it, that's a hard conversation to have with yourself. And it's not only a hard one, it's one that you want to, you know, you never want to have, mm -hmm. you know, and, as far as like having meaningful conversations, especially like with friends or with people around, like when you stop pointing fingers at your circumstances, you're going to have better conversations. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, the other day I missed doing a video. Mm -hmm. We were supposed to do a video for that men's group. And I was yep. like, ah, yep. man, we were supposed to do that like last week or something. And ah, crap. You're like, ah, oh, it's all right, dude. We'll just do it today. I go, hey, no, stop it. Uh -huh. Not okay. I should have done it. I know you're in the video, but it was on me to do it, and I fucking dropped the ball. Yep. Not okay. And I'm saying that out loud because I want to make note that, like, hey, I fucked that up. I don't want to do that again. And you were, like, even in a very neutral, hey, no, low repercussion, like, it's just a video. Like, right, right. And I was like, hey, no, don't say that, you well, know. So yeah. a, a lot I'm of times. I'm glad you did. Right. Yeah. And a lot of times when we seek advice from family members or friends, you know, are you really seeking advice or are you guiding the conversation to like, for example, let's say you have relationship problems mm -hmm. and you go to your brother or your friend and you're talking about your wife. Mm -hmm. Are you slanting that conversation and leaving things out because you want the cards stacked in your favor? So your brother or your friend can be like, yeah, bro, that really sucks, man. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, man, you know, or are you being extremely fair? You know, in that way that they can give you honest advice. And if they, and if you feel like, even if it's on accident, they're starting to like pad your side, mm -hmm. tell them to stop. Or like mm -hmm. when we talked to Gavin, I had a business idea and we're talking to one of my friends. Immediately he starts devil's advocate and he doesn't say, okay, now, well, I'm going to be devil's advocate on the count of three. Mm -hmm. No, he immediately starts asking me contrasting questions that were hard to answer, mm -hmm. not because he doesn't believe in my business model, not because he doesn't believe I could do it, not because he's jealous of me, he wants to shoot my ideas down. He's asking important questions to see if I can answer them. Right. What I'm going to take away from that is like, one, it's a shitty idea. Two, yeah, hey, cool, yep, these we're on the right track. Or three, hey, you know what? I think we still have a good idea. We just haven't dug mm -hmm. deep enough yet. Mm -hmm. There's some questions here we need to ask before mm -hmm. we actually dive all the way yep. in. That's meaningful. Yep. I don't need him to pat me on the ass. I don't need him to go, oh, cool, dude. That's a, man, Sham Wows. That's awesome. Oh, but they're like different though. Okay, so like <laughs> cool, a Sham dude, Wow, exciting. but it's got your name yeah, on it yeah, instead yeah. of the Sham guy. Oh, hey, exciting, the man. Sham like, Will, yeah. Yeah, oh, hey, there you go. But you know, like, but <laughs> yeah. for me, it's like, yeah, man, like I don't need my, my ass patted. I don't, I would rather have just a healthy debate. I would, you know, because here's the deal. Even if they're opposing your side, like when I talk about Tosh, Tosh and I were talking about self-marketing and different mm -hmm. things, and he's got one view on it. I have another. When him and I were talking about it, last time I went up and saw him, us just having a healthy debate about it solidified me agreeing mm -hmm. with myself right. 
because I was able to answer some of his difficult questions. And then at the end of it, it's like, cool, man, like you're doing it for the right reasons. So it actually, so having a healthy debate actually solidified in my own head what I was doing. So sometimes people think debate or someone that's disagreeing with you is going to like change your mind or weaken what you're doing or, oh man, you're such a buzzkill. No, them debating it can actually allow you to step up to the challenge, answer some really difficult questions. And then you just really f find out mm -hmm. like, man, I thought I was on the right track. I'm really on the right track. Hey, great. Mm -hmm. And then you feel better about it. Or there's a couple hard questions and you go, you know what? There's a couple holes in my game right now. Right. And maybe I should dig a little deeper and, and answer some of these questions before I dive all the way in. Yeah. But it becomes meaningful when, you know, when, like what you said, when your ego gets taken out of it and make sure whoever you're talking to, that they naturally don't pat you on the ass. Yes. They, they're very difficult. People. They're very difficult. Yep. Not in a negative way. I don't mean I don't mean Uncle Vinny who does want to be difficult. No, no. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about people that ask all the right questions that are challenging your idea, mm -hmm. or they honestly do have a different a different stance on yep. something. But it's a healthy debate that either well, either opens your eyes to answer some difficult questions that you can't answer, or you answer them, and then that person goes, "Hey, man, it's still not for me." But I think you're one of the good ones. You're doing it yeah. for the right reasons. You're like, yeah, yeah. like, cool. Like, you're, you're just kind of earning your keep. And when someone, you know, like like with Eli, sometimes him and I don't always talk about the most important stuff. We have a lot of conversations. Mm -hmm. Some of them rate importance than others because we talk every day. But even a little bit, if you if you, if you you slant even on accident to, to let me get away with something, I go, no, mm -hmm. don't do that. So when you're talking to people and you're having these meaningful conversations and you're, you're seeking advice, Give the right context. Give an honest layout mm -hmm. of whatever you're going through and then challenge it. Take like, dude, if I'm going to ask, if I'm going to talk to Gavin or you, like if I'm going through, like if Kate and I had an argument, dude, I literally approach it where like I'm almost on Kate's side, yep. but I give you the layout yep. to just make sure that yep. it's honest. You know what well, I mean? I don't want you patting me. When, when you become that type of person and your friends start knowing you as that type of person and your business colleagues know you as that type of person, you become valuable. Like that, those people in your lives are so few and far between. Like J, JT mentioned the other day, he had a major life decision come up. And even though you and him don't talk all the time, who do you call? He called me. Yeah. He's like, I know Will's not going to give me any bullshit. Or right? I'm going to tell him I don't know. Yeah. Or you'll tell him you don't know. <clears throat> or I'm going to say, hey, man, that's like, I can't speak to that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Now, side note, if your uh, wife comes home from work and she's bitching about Debbie at the cubicle next to her, I made the mistake of trying to figure out the situation a little too much. And now, Ooh. how? just in general, oh. if, just if your wife comes home and she just wants to bitch about some shit, oh. sometimes you just got to not try and fix the situation and just be like, Debbie said what? Oh my God, I can't believe that. What a fucking bitch, right? And then move on. Your life's going to be a hell of a lot easier. Listen, <laughs> we're talking about meaningful conversations. Correct, correct. Now, now all joking aside, sometimes, and I got to correct myself because if Kate's listening, I'm in trouble because I vent. I'll vent sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that meaningful conversation, like communicate that. I remember one time, not one time, probably every time Kate would like talk to me about work and different stuff. And naturally I just thought I had to have an answer for it. And a lot of times I did. Yeah. I had answers for it. And I remember one time she was like, listen, every time I talk to you, it's not because I need something from you. Sometimes I just want you to hear me so I can just have my moment. Vent. Yep. And I was like, Oh, Hey, you know what? I'm sorry. Like I'm so used to at work. 
when people come to me with a problem, they're help, they're needing me. Like people don't vent to me at work. Yeah, if I'm talking to you or Gavin or yeah. the team or whatever, like you don't come vent about a contract to me. You're looking for solution. Oh man, I'm so angry. Like the inspection went terrible. Well, we don't just vent and let it go. Right. No, what's like what's the resolution look like? Right. You know, so my brain is like, oh, you don't vent about combat. Yeah, you don't. You know what I mean? Like you, like if there's a situation, like we need a solution. So naturally, when Kate would come talk to me. Right. Like I'm in that mode of like trying to trying to organize like an answer, mm-hmm. you know, and like doing and I'm, I think I'm doing the right thing. And that's mm-hmm. the, that's the other part is like when you're having meaningful conversations, you also have to be on the same page as far as like if you need something from somebody, ask them, say, hey, yeah. man, I need advice or hey, man, I need you to shut your mouth and just let me vent. Mm-hmm. I had, you know, mm-hmm. also communicate that so people don't necessarily give you something that you don't want, yeah. you know, right, and, right, right. And I had to learn to just like let it go. But at the same time, if you're a venter like me. Eli vents sometimes. Well, I think we all vent. Mm-hmm. Have your poopy pants, but use it. Still should be meaningful. As in, use that vent as a tool. Get it out. Get it off your chest. But then you got to get back to the drawing board and figure out, like, okay, what, like, based off of what's going on that I had to vent about, do I need to now fix something? Am I venting about a friend? And the resolve is like, okay, I'm just not gonna be their friend ever again. Mm-hmm. I'm out. You know what? This is the last time. I'm not talking to him anymore. Or is it a, a problem at work and you actually do have to get back to the drawing board and, and come up with some resolution? But once you're done with poopy pants, yep. you got to change that diaper, man. Like you can't just vent and then you sulk in it mm-hmm. and then there's no resolve. You're just, meh. No. It's a tool. Listen, vent, get it out, get it off your chest. But then we got to move forward and mm-hmm. we've got to figure out like what are we doing from here? Right, so, right, right. So, you know, remember like it's, it, you know, regardless of why you're using that conversation, meaningful is subjective mm-hmm. right? right because yep. event can still be extremely yep. meaningful yep. and it can be you know it can be very productive to get some of that stress out mm-hmm. just make sure that you follow that up with some type of progression too yes. right yeah Super and, important. um for me what has helped me and, and i'll kind of talk and i know you got points there too um i kind of want to chat about what how i am trying to kind of rep out having more meaningful conversations to get better at it uh and difficult as well uh so for me like I started realizing through people like Gavin, who's very social, he's another person where he will talk to everybody that he cross paths with in their deep conversations, and he knows a ton of people because of it. Um, it's created a ton of opportunities for him, man. And um, I'm starting to realize from being around you, being around people like Gavin, that literally every person that crossed your path is some sort of opportunity, either an opportunity for everyone. You're so optimistic. Well, you know what I mean? <laughs> for, I the, for the most part, it can be, it can be <laughs> for one of two things, either you to have a positive impact on their life or for them to have some sort of impact on your life. There's a, a potential opportunity. I'll use that word potential opportunity there. And by, I don't know, continue though. And by asking conversations. So for example, we'll say, Tom Martinez, right? I'll throw his name out there. What up, Tom? Tom, you're going to use Tom as an example I, of I will. It's a good one, though. everyone who crosses your path. <laughs> Listen, dude, there's some people that have crossed my path that potential could have just not potential been opportunity potential opportunity not everyone is a potential opportunity no but there's i mean there's potential opportunity everywhere right no yes so potential. like i should have sat down and hung out with some of these druggy bums when i was a cop no because like oh s- hey mr <laughs> gang member that keeps shooting people and you're a felon like what can i learn from you like Take no, it to, dude. Okay, let's keep no. it in the scope of like not extremes but you got, well but let's, you just have to understand the context of our audience too man like so the context right is mostly okay. aren't going to be talking to crackheads on the curb. We've fired people <laughs> from our team that 
could have not have showed up and they didn't better or worse my life. Correct. They're non-existent. Yep. yep. So not yep. everyone's a potential opportunity. But you had an op- you had an impact on their lives. I promise you. And that's what I mean. I opportunity to take opportunity <laughs> goes both ways. That's what I'm talking okay. about. All right. Yeah. All right. So you either win. either for you to impact somebody or somebody to impact you. I shouldn't give potentially you that drink potentially. Um, so for example, Tom Martinez, we were, uh, had a suite at a basketball game. Thank you, Gavin. And we were there. Right. You met Tom. You start asking questions, deep questions. Hey, do you have children? Awesome. How old are they? Hey, man, I have a son on the way. To be more specific. I, I think the first question I asked him was kind of like what you and I, when we talked to clients, I'm just like, hey, man, like, so you're a friend of Gavin's like, cool, yep. dude, what's your what's story? Your story? What's yep. your story, man? Open ended. Like, yeah. And they just start talking mm-hmm. to you. And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I've seen some of your stuff. Gavin talks about you. Cool, man. What's your story? Yep. And then he just started talking and it just went from there. And yeah. But with that being said, that started with with no agenda. 100%. And I want to make sure that that's yeah. clear because a lot 100%. of people uh, understand it like, guys. Like when you talk about perspective, perception, right? Like, well, yeah, you met like they didn't mean shit to you, but you might have had an impact on them. Remember that because if you're having a meaningful conversation with someone like that, like a business opportunity, yeah. you happen to meet someone, it wasn't planned, but you you happen to meet someone, and are they doing stuff in business that you could link up with and grow from? Yeah, but is that the agenda? Mm-mm. No. And here's the problem: after you have that meaningful conversation with them, if you hook them and you make it. Like there was an agenda, you just bummed them yes. out yep. because now that person can feel like, oh, you conversed with me and, and we talked all this talk just so you could get my fucking business card or just so you could offer me right. some marketing. Like when we started working with Tom, we did it for free. Yeah. I'm like, because hey, he brought it up. And I was just like, hey, look, man, whatever, whatever you think we could do for you, I'm all in. But let's make sure we're a good product. And we mm-hmm. do what you ask. And like, look, dude, we'll do this video thing and this and this, like no charge. Yep. Let's just make sure that we are actually. Yep what you need. And then once we did, it was a phenomenal relationship. But again, I just want to, I think my biggest point that's going to kind of hit home today is the agenda piece. Because if you're using it for sales, like the second you hook someone, hundred percent, just like when we're working with that videographer and that guy that was like working with, I'm not going to mention any names, but we were around another production guy and um, awesome guy up and coming and does a great job. And we were doing stuff and he had asked me like, Oh, he's like, dude, you're phenomenal on camera. Like, like you should do more of this. I was like, I do. I do it twice a week on mm-hmm. our podcast. And he's like, Oh, really? Yep, yep. Yeah. Yep. So he didn't know much per se about like the podcast and some different stuff. Like he had obviously never looked at my social media or looked at looked into anything or asked any questions. Right. Didn't really know, but he enjoyed me, but didn't necessarily dive into who I was. And mm-hmm. I did say a couple of things prior to that, and apparently he didn't catch on to them because our other friend who introduced us to him was like, Yeah, they he they've got the this, thing, they've yeah. got that. So he didn't remember any of that stuff because right. I guess it wasn't important at the time. But then he says that. So I'm already thinking like, well, you just, you're just you not paying attention very much. Yeah. I'm not mad, though. Now, when we were done with that video shoot, he's like, man, you guys should, uh, you and Eli should just do like a once a month, like photo shoot and just get more content, man. And I was like, oh, yeah? He's like, yeah, bro. I was like, how, mu- how much does that cost? And he goes, 1500 And I go, absolutely not. Yep. And he goes, why? Oh, man, you could use it. And I go, look, man, no disrespect. You're giving me a dollar amount and you're telling me what I need for my brand. And you didn't even know how to fucking podcast videoed. Mm-hmm. So you obviously haven't taken even two minutes to look at what we have, but you're telling me what I need. Now, this would be classified as a difficult conversation. I would classify so, it as. Would it? Because yeah. this is not difficult yeah, for me yeah. at all. This would be classified as a difficult and conversation. This, and this is what I call the flow state. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, man. And I, and I wasn't mean to him, but I was like, hey, dude, absolutely not. And he's like, oh, come on. Man. He's like, this will help you. And I was like, listen, man. 
I'm not against the idea, but you didn't even know my podcast, our podcast was videoed. Mm -hmm. And you have no idea what we've done marketing-wise. You have no context of our business, but you're telling me that what you got is going to fix me or help me. How do you know it's going to help me? How do you know we're not already doing it? Mm -hmm. You don't. So that hook just, hey, it just made the last three days that you've been hanging out and growing up and being nice, it made the whole thing a hook. And now I could care less to talk to you right now. But you know why that is why that comes from a place of care yeah. because you said that and it's going to make him better. It already did. If that were me, yep. I would have said, ha yeah, bro. Cool. Thanks. And then he would never hear from me, nor would he ever get better. Right. I would have taken a huge step back. But and I just, do. Th- right. And it's like, look, man, you're friends of friends. Like, I think you're a nice guy. I know you want to build your business and maybe you're, you're struggling a little bit right now and you're trying to find ways to, to mm-hmm. make some money. Hey, listen, I understand but I'm preventing you from ruining relationships because you your friends yep. are putting you in front of people that make enough money. Yep. Yes, it could fund you. If you go about it that way, you're going to drown. Mm-hmm. If you come in here and just enjoy and be grateful for the opportunities that you're getting introduced for yep. and your friend that's bringing you around us, not only just us, but other people, man. Mm-hmm. One, you're already getting paid for the job you're on, so you're making money. And these other people that are around, you don't got to hook them right away. Mm-hmm. Just crush it, stay in touch, See what they're all about. Dive into their brand. See what they're doing and go, hey, Will, I see like the last year you've been doing this. You've been doing these and these and these. Hey, what do you think about this? We do really good at this. What do you think about that? Ah, man, I've never really thought about it. Like, cool, man. Like, give it some thought. And hey, what if I did the first couple of them for free? And let's just see where it goes. Mm -hmm. But if I've known you for a little while and you've brought value to my friends and I see that you're valuable, when you come at me with a specific so I can tell you've been paying attention to my brand and you bring something up that's productive, that might help. And then you say, Hey, I'm also cool to just do it for free, man. Like just to see if, if it'll work. I bet you dude, I don't even take the free one. I'll yep. pay you for the first yep, one. You would just because I feel like you're coming at me from a right place. You've done your mm-hmm. homework on me and you're contributing something to the conversation. You're not just hooking me on a sale. Mm-hmm. And that's where like this, the, when I talk about relationships, man, we've told people not to sell their house because mm-hmm. it wasn't beneficial. Yep. When they, when they asked us our opinion, right? We didn't tell them, but we say, Hey, our opinion is this. Yep. And it worked out later on. Yep. But if I'm just trying to get a buck right now, I can slant any stat. I can slant any market to look like it's a great time for you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like fuck that. Yeah. The relationship matters because if I tell you to wait and then we end up crushing a couple months later and you're thankful, you're going to talk about me and you're going to tell your friends and your family and whoever else that like we look out for your best interest. And I'm not here to just make a buck. I'm here for the relationship. Mm -hmm. There is no agenda. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm in business. Yes. We're in Mm -hmm. sales, but my agenda is not to sell your house. Mm -hmm. My agenda is to build a relationship with you. My agenda is to create content and produce material that makes you trust us so much that when you do decide to buy or sell a house or you want an investment property or commercial, you choose to come to us because you see our value. Correct. I'm not putting stuff out there and then I attach my phone number to it or go, hey, look at me. I'm out of closing. Thinking of buying or selling? Calling me. It's a great market. (laughs) I want to punch you in the face. Okay, because it's true. Like You're literally using the closing with your clients to market yourself. Uh Cute. And then, Mm. oh, hey, the market's great. Call me for your, your buyer needs. Like, no, man. Like, listen, just help a ton of people. Put out consistent content. Right. That talks about building value. Mm -hmm. Talk about the Mm -hmm. buying process. Talk about the selling process. Talk about different markets and and, and what neighborhoods are where. Like, cool. And build so much value consistently that when people are watching you, when it is time, they've seen you so much. And every time they see you, you're bringing value. They choose you. 
They but reach out to you. You, you, you don't have to keep hooking, man. You can't fake care. You can't fake caring, man. No. That is such a hard thing to fake, dude. And that's such like people have such a good radar for when people are trying to slide in that hook or when they're just not being genuine. People mm -hmm. can see that shit come up from a mile away. And as far as um, you know, having those difficult conversations to make people better that helps someone like me who's scared of hurting people's feelings so perspective so on that. much better i'm glad you said that not to cut you off so perspective on that oh well difficult conversations can you're gonna you're gonna hurt their feelings cool these difficult conversations in the marine corps were easy mm -hmm. because like for example you're you run a squad in the infantry right and guys are learning machine guns and and, and small automatic weapons and a ton of stuff right like hey man hey youngest guy or hey whoever in that squad hey do you know how to disassemble and assemble that 50 cal mm -hmm. yeah okay show me and then they do it but it's like it like they barely get it done and then you're like hey listen man if you can barely do that right now in a controlled environment we're out here hanging out on the grass and no one's stressing you out you're going to be able to do that when you're getting shot at and guys are bleeding mm. out or needing mm. help or you're getting shot at mm. you're going to be able to do it mm. no why do you think we hang upside down blindfolded to do dumb shit, right. to just create a stressful environment yeah. to know like if I can do this, okay, like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm setting myself up to, to do as best we can. Like even when you go through certain schools, man, they deliberately put you under stress right, right, right. in order to make sure that not only are you proficient at this school, you are proficient under stress, man. Mm -hmm. Like the things that they do to you in school, squalor's course, nightmare. Mm. In a designated marksman school, Night, it's like an urban sniper school. It's very, it's very shooting fixed. It's very urban. It's there's a lot of intense stuff. There's really good, difficult shooting to it, man. And dude, the stress they put us under while we still had to like sit back down or lay down or get into a position and shoot and control your breathing, dude. We were doing like we go run for three miles and do what do you call uh, do burpees yeah, and then yeah, yeah. do they be dropping ammo, am, like just buckets of ammo all over you, like ammo <laughs> shells and and sound. Yep annoying sounds on the megaphone and like little stuff that just makes you want to shoot someone mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but you didn't shoot anyone you shot a target yeah but you had to learn how to just eliminate distractions calm your breathing and just force yourself to make things not matter mm -hmm. but that's all they really can do they can't shoot you in right, <laughs> to right, simulate right. stress they yeah. can't like you just can't duplicate that right and we talked about that with jt with simunition rounds and how bad they hurt mm -hmm. and when we're training like and we would go all week all day all night you know and like we're trying our best to create a stressful environment to where hey look if you graduate this school we can say like man you're as sharp as you're gonna get because we pushed you mm -hmm. and we pushed you as hard as we can without actually mm -hmm. really shooting bullets and rockets at you right that's what but if i'm gonna let you pass a test of disassembling and assembling a 50 cal by just laying in the grass out in front of the barracks and taking your time are you gonna be proficient when it's stressful no and again, like, it's not to be a jerk. That's reality. And if I let you just say yes, or if you barely do it right in front of me in the grass with no stress, and I go, cool, good job. Dude, I'm not being nice to you. Mm -hmm. No, the right thing to do is to have that difficult, what civilians call a difficult conversation, and go, hey, man, we're going to work on this more. You're not, hey, all you're weekend. Hey, you're behind, because right. next week we're starting this. Hey, next week we're actually shooting these damn things. And you got no clue? Hey, listen, man. I'm gonna stay here all weekend with you at the barracks. I'm not. I'm not gonna go home to my 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 family. I'm not gonna go see Susie on the weekend. I'm gonna stay here at the barracks with you, and we're gonna work this tomorrow and Sunday mm -hmm. to make sure you're caught up. So when Monday comes, you're not behind. And guess what? If I'm your squad leader, I better because if come Monday, 
you're a bag yeah, of ass, you, right? And yeah. and then now my platoon commander comes up to me. Yeah, yeah. Hey, why is your squad shitty? Yeah. Why is so and so behind? Oh man, well, Friday he just didn't know how to do it. And like, oh, what'd you do all weekend? You went to the beach? Oh, you went to Virginia Beach? Oh, you went here? You went there? Why weren't you at the barracks helping him? Burden of leadership. But again, like, I'm actually doing the nice thing right. by going, hey, man, that is not proficient. I'm not sure why you're scared. Yeah. I'm not sure why you're telling me you do know how to do it when you clearly can't. I need to check well, you. And, and if and if you're not the leader, right, if you're, if you're in a position where you're being led, you need to seek that out. Like, you... you <sighs> I want to get better. I don't necessarily want to feel better, right? So it's like the, if you're in that position where you're being led, you, you need to find that person that's holding you accountable, that's telling you that shit. Because, again, do or die. Maybe bullets aren't flying at you, but this is your life. And do you want someone that's going to just make you feel good? Or do you want someone that's going to, like, be useful and actually impact you and make you actually better? Can you put your ego aside and get fucking coached and hear the shit that you need to hear so that you can actually get better and provide for you and your family. 100%. But again, so this is just like the difficult conversations we, we, we that we're labeling it. It's not difficult for me. Because mm -hmm. in my brain, it's like, look, you're not good at writing contracts. Or you're not good at negotiating deals. Or you have no idea what you're doing on this amend to extend. I'm going to tell you, hey, this is not written very well. Mm -hmm. hey, you know, And then I'm very big on like when someone has a question for us. You know, hey, Will, just giving you a call. Here's my situation. What do you think? And I say, what do you think? Mm -hmm. Tell me what you think. Because I need to know where you're proficient. Great tip, dude. Before I go mm -hmm. telling you what to do. I'm not just going to, I don't want you to be a, ro a robot. I want you to be a thinker. But if I'm going to give you a critique, if I'm going to help you, I need to know your deficiencies, right? So when we go through this with our agents, I need to know, like, do you suck at law? Do you yeah. suck at policy? Yeah. Do you suck at contracts? Are you really good at getting people together, but you're super gray on not mentioning things from a from an inspection? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I need to see where your thought process are. I need to see you perform mm -hmm. before I go telling you stuff. Because I already know, man, after 15 years of doing this, a lot of what I have to tell you, you're not going to like it. Mm -hmm. So if I'm only going off of what you tell me, I'm only I'm only padding what you're already good at. Yep. But if yep, I yep. watch you and if I look at your contracts or if I ask you what you think, now I'm forcing you to perform and now I'm going to see your flaws. And when mm -hmm. I see your flaws, I address them. But then guess what? Hey, I'll give you a big old hug. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> well, I, mess that, I, I mess that up for a long time. You because, just keep telling people what to do. Yeah. For me, you know, someone calls. I'm trying to be quick. I'm trying to be efficient. Hey, I'm, they, they call. They got a question. Cool. Here's your answer. Wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. And here's what really happens. By me trying to save that little bit of time, I end up costing a lot of time on the back end because they don't actually learn yeah. why they're doing what they're doing. So I get the same questions over and over and over instead of addressing the ideology, maybe annoying them in the short term, because I'm giving a long winded roundabout answer to what they're asking, but I'm saving myself a ton of time down the road and they're getting better. True. And they're aware of it. So like, if you yeah. just keep giving them answers and answers and answers, and then you're like, man, I'm just answering the same stuff and whatever, whatever. Yep, yep. And it gets annoying. And then nine months down the road, you blow up at someone. Right. For not knowing something like they yep. don't know they don't know like they yep. don't know what they don't know yeah that's why quarterly reviews are so important that's why you know evaluations like hey let's go let's do it let's run an after and we could be better at this too but let's run an after action report every time mm -hmm. you have a closing mm -hmm. let's run an after action report on that process on where you where you were getting we're, we're going to be doing these quarterlies that we yeah. built so those are awesome but you know running an after action report hey how did that deal go where were we good where were we not 
and let them tell you first and then go, hey, cool. From my lens as a leader, here's where, here's where I thought your strengths were. Here's where I thought we were weak. Great. So next time you get a deal, like here's where, here's where we should be working on some things. And then obviously, in addition to working on those things, you're going to have other challenges pop up and you handle right. them as you go. But, you know, just as important as it is to be a good leader and, and, to, and to, you know, help them with that stuff, it's also important that they're aware of their weaknesses. Because, again, if you're just the guy that wants to answer everyone's question because it feels good, and it does. Don't get me wrong, man. It feels good if for I me it's, so, for if me it's selfish. Calls. For me it's selfish. I'm trying to answer it and get the fuck off the phone so I can go about my yeah, day. Yeah, man, you're a terrible yeah. leader. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on getting better, but that's where that came from. Right. So, so that comes from. But then there's other people where it's like it feels good yes. to give an answer. Yep, yep, yep. So you're getting you. You feel accomplished as a leader because you gave someone an answer. True. Go a level further. Let them tell you what they think, mm-hmm. and then not only critique their answer if it's needed. Also help them with their weakness. And here's what's really cool about that. Over time, they're going to call you, you know, for the hundredth time or 50th time. Like, hey, cool, what you got? Here's what I got. Cool. What do you think? What are your thoughts? Right? What do you think? And they're going to say, you know, or they won't even ask you. They'll just go, hey, Will, I got, you know, got a couple questions, but here's my scenario. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm thinking. And then you might go, spot on. Have a good day. Yeah. Hey, man, I got nothing else to add. I mean, I would be doing the same exact thing you are. I might say a couple of different words because mm-hmm. I'm. it's me talking, not you talking. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, man, spot on. Great job. And they've earned that. now. Mm-hmm. And now their confidence is building up because you're like, oh, shit. Oh, I can do this. Yep. Yeah, you got that. Now you no longer have to call me for that type of scenario because yep. you know what you're doing. On to the next. Yep. And that's how you start progressing. But if people just keep calling and you're just giving them answers, you're making them a robot, they never actually incrementally get better. Right. They right, never right. achieve more. Yep. But you feel good for giving an answer or you get them off the phone quick, one or two, and then they feel good because they're on the nipple and, hey, I'm getting my questions asked mm-hmm. or answered, mm-hmm. you know? So, But they're not yeah. actually getting better. There's a big difference. There. Yeah, but they're not actually getting better. Yeah. And again, like, but, and I'm hard on them. I'm hard on our team. Hey, what do you think? Hey, if you have a question, you want to call me, I'm all for it. But you better have some type of thought for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'm not punishing you. If you want me to help you, I'm going to help you give you an answer. But my answer is also going to be predicated on where your thought process is. Because here's the other thing. You might be doing the right thing for the wrong reason. You ever sat in algebra class and they put up an equation and the answer equal X equals seven. Yep. And I'm like, hell yeah, yep. X equals seven. Then they go through the seven steps oh, and you shit. go, Oh, no, I did fuck? it. I yeah. didn't get that right, right? Dude, yep. same thing with getting better with leadership or, or, or in business and working deals, whatever you're doing. You might be saying the right thing for the wrong reason. Okay, yep, yep. like that's also like why I want to hear your thought press. I want to know what makes you tick. Mm-hmm. That way I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, hey, listen, you're right, but not for that. You're yep. right because of this, man. And hey, by the way, this is law, so be careful. Right, right, right. But yeah, otherwise you're right, but just keep this in mind, dude. Like don't, you know, and it's just good because then as you, as you start to know your subordinates better, or if you're just a circle of friends and you're asking for advice, whatever, the better you get to know one another and you know how each other ticks, mm-hmm. right? Like if you come tell me something, I'm going to go, Eli, I know how you are, bro. Yep. Are you sure right. that person was like that on the phone or were you just trying to get off the phone because you were rolling a blunt? Yep. Then yep. you go, yep. oh, okay, yeah, I was smoking. Like, Because I know how you tick. Yep. And then if I say that, you'll laugh it off and go, no, dude, I promise you. Yeah. But I'm challenging you like, hey, dude, are you sure it was right. like that or yep. were you rushing it? Yep. Uh, I might have been rushing it a little bit. Or, no, dude, I hear you. I didn't. Here's where we were at. We definitely need to review with that agent. Yeah. Okay. Yep. 
But the more you you get people's thought process and you know what makes them tick, the better you're going to be at giving advice. So by having meaningful conversations. By having meaningful conversations, right? So whether you're a leader and you run a company and you have subordinates or you're in real estate and you got a team or you're in lending, cool. Mm-hmm. Or, or if it's just friends, man, and you're the friend that people want to come to. You can do this on your friends. If your girlfriend comes to you, oh, my God, girl, this guy, you did. And like, hey, this is your ninth guy yep. this year. And they all did the same thing. Oh, fuck you then. Like, all right, cool. Call you tomorrow. You're my best friend. But yeah. listen, bitch. Okay, this is the ninth guy that's yep. done the same thing to you. Like, hey, maybe slow down. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe do this. Maybe do that. But are you sure you're not the problem because you're just not assessing people well enough? Right. And you're just letting shit into your life? Yeah. Right? Oh, guys ain't shit. Are you sure? Are you sure? Or guys you fuck with ain't shit. Yeah. And same thing. Girls ain't shit, bro. Like, are you sure? Or maybe girls you fuck with aren't shit. Yeah. Because you're just, you're here. Yeah. So even as just a friend, being able to call people's bullshit because you know, I'm like, hey, listen, listen, bro. You're one of my best friends. I love you. Listen, don't ever pick a girl ever again. Hire somebody, please. Like, you suck at it. Like, hey, man. Do people appreciate that so much? And here's why. We all know the truth. Whether it gets spoken or not. On the inside, someone knows they suck at something. Someone knows where they're wrong. And when you expect them to perform by asking opening questions and asking their thought Mm -hmm. process, they have to perform and you'll see their flaw. And your friends, like, oh, yeah, bro. Like, my girl ain't shit, man. She's like, she's just getting Mm -hmm. all these likes on Instagram. Like, bro, she was like that before you met her. Hey, listen, man, I love you. You're one of my best friends. Listen, you just go for blonde girls with big boobs on Instagram. Like, you're, you're so caught up in someone's look. What are you expecting to get when you date them? Hey, how about you just go meet some people, dude? How about you go have a conversation? You know, like, and maybe they don't like it at first, but just being able to give that type of advice, if you do want to have meaningful conversations, you got to, like, come from a good perspective. You have to have context on your friend or your subordinate. You got to come from care, but you got to be educated. Like, I got to know my friend if I'm going to say it to my friend. Yes. You got to know him. If I was my subordinates asking questions. I got to know how they tick. Yeah. I got to know. Like, do we have agents? Some get more emotionally attached than others. Mm-hmm. Some are, like, really good with people. They suck at contracts. They mm-hmm. suck at time blocking. I got to know that about them. So when we're going through stuff, right, I'm just, I'm cognizant of that. And yeah. my my advice is predicated upon some of their weaknesses, man. And, like, that's where it becomes genuine. And the reason I'm able to speak to that level at, to our agents is because I fucking care about yeah. them. Which yep. means I do dive into their life. I do know them to a T, sometimes mm-hmm. better than themselves mm-hmm. within inside of a deal. And, and they put themselves in a position to seek that advice. One thing that you're also really good about is knowing your audience, right? If you're yeah. talking to a guy with a $100 million company, you're not just going to start throwing advice out there about... Not how to make money, no. No, hell no. In fact, you're going to ask more questions than anything until that relationship is out of place to where you do have context to speak yeah. on. And if they have questions for me, I'm going to be very clear on like what I, oh, yeah. you know, what, what I you've done to. Yep. yep yeah. Yep. And, and you're right, man. Like when it comes to meaningful conversations, it's like knowing your audience, dude, I, I know who's like open to those type of conversations mm-hmm. and who's not. And, you know, especially like on our team, you came here. So yep. if, you know, Hey, listen, I know these are, and I'll say it sometimes if I feel that elephant in the room, like someone's like just mad or, or they're just bogged down or this is, or we're being hard on them or whatever yeah. it may be. Like, I'm going to call out that elephant in the room and go, Hey, listen, you chose to be here. You don't have to be here. Now we want you here and we appreciate you here. Mm-hmm. But if you're here, you're here for these reasons and we're going to make you better. And listen, you're going to get better by applying all these things. And I know they suck and I know it's hard sometimes and I understand, but you're new. 
So you should expect to suck at some of this. It's all good. Mm -hmm. Just understand I'm not doing you any good if I don't help you with this stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's hard. But you're going to get out of the clouds or, you're, you know, you're going to get out of the fog and you're going to be a lot more successful if we keep working on this. However, if that's not for you, cool. But then just don't be here. Because yes. if you can't take this, you're not going to progress here. It's true. And then, I, and then here's the deal. I'm not saying, like, I'm the end all be all. But I will, like, if someone's just not responding to our training or they're bogged down or they're not listening, whatever it may be. They're, they're just not with us. And that's mm -hmm. happened like once. The other person got let go because they were a liar. Mm -hmm. The other person just wasn't putting the work in. Yep. He got it, right? Yep, so yep, really, yep. it's just one. Like, And with that being said, I'm not the NLBL. But what I will tell you is like, hey, you're not here. And based off of everything we've done with you for the past year, like we've made no improvements on A, B, and C. And I don't even see the work toward it. But listen, that's okay because this is your life. For some reason, I'm just not getting through to you. And I'm not the best leader for you. So listen, you're no longer here. We're going to move on with the team and kind of go in a different direction. But best of luck. If you need something, give me a call. But I'm just, listen, at this point in time, I'm not the best leader for you. And you've displayed that. And then that's okay. Yep. And then either that pain makes you better because sometimes people don't change until it's too painful not to. So maybe the pain of not being on the team, for example, you know, resonates or it doesn't. But then you go to another team and realize how crappy it is. Maybe then it resonates or Man, maybe you just go do something in a different style or maybe like maybe what I did say resonates. You just can't be given direction. You got to do it at your own pace. Yeah, yeah. And then you go do it on your own and you're successful and it resonates. Any of those options are OK. You're just not going to do it here because I've seen enough time with you where you're not responding. And I realize, like, look, at this moment, yes, in this direction with how we operate and I only know what I know, I'm not the best leader for you. You're out of here. Well, and even then, that comes from a place of care, dude. And that's where yeah. it makes it makes the decision real easy. Because I mean, you you're like, hey, like this obviously this isn't working. Just let's Why part are we ways. here. Yeah, yeah don't, let's just go. Don't make it else. negative. Like, hey, yeah, man, let's not prolong this. 100%. It, and that comes from a place of care and truly looking out for that other person. Yeah. Um, so we're at about an hour in right now. Um, I know I I brought up a lot of points. Any last things you want to touch on? Oh, man, I mean, and this is why I love bringing up points. And, and again, I know everyone else does podcasts. You know, everyone has their own style. I really like when you and I might talk about a couple bullet points, but then we just have a conversation because in addition to whatever resolution we come to, whatever resolve we hit at the end of a mm -hmm. podcast, what's almost more important than like the in state conclusion is how our thought process opened up. Mm -hmm. And I want people that listen to this to be thinkers. I don't want to have you and I have a two hour conversation on all these points. And then we come on the podcast and then we just give you all the answers because part of our podcast, I was yeah. disagreeing with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no nah, man, I don't think that's true. Right. Some people were agreeing with you. Mm -hmm. Some people were like, yeah, I will. Right. Fuck is Eli talking right, about? Right, Fuck right. that guy right now. Yeah. You never know. But then you're like, no. And then you say it in a different way. And I go, all right, I could go for that. You're right. Maybe but it also made me articulate better. It did. It made mm -hmm. you articulate better. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one of the things I want to accomplish with this podcast with you is not only having great material that gives people a couple of really good bullet points to take away. I also want them exposed to the debate and mm -hmm. to the thought process that makes you come to a conclusion. Right. Because I think you learn from that yeah. as well. Yep. In addition you to do. me just saying, hey, look, if you want meaningful conversations, do A, B and C. Right. No, oh, man. Yep. You might have a D that I don't know about. What I want you to do is just understand oh, fundamentally. Oh, oh, I got a D. <laughs> <laughs> you know about oh, it, though. I don't have a D. You I don't, don't know, know about, about it. it. I don't know. A D. I thought you meant D as in the dick. I did. 
that I don't know about. I, said, I don't have a D that you don't you know about. You got some side though. D? No, I Where's don't have going? a D you don't know about. Where's this going right now? I know. I Listen to up. me. Get back on track here. <laughs> no, man. So I think, you know, that's what I want. I want people to hear our thought processes. Yeah. And I want, I hope it trains people a little bit on just how, at least how we approach situations and like, hey, let's think it out, you know. Um, but my biggest thing with this is, you know, not pointing any fingers. Like, don't, if you're going to go into meaningful conversations when you're seeking something, seeking direction, don't point fingers. Mm -hmm. Give the scenario. And allow someone to give you their perspective if you value their perspective. Correct. Don't throw in these little fucking trick or treats and you start stacking the cards because you don't want your per your friend to agree with your wife instead of you. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, right? And then as far as just like low key meaningful conversations and getting to know people, there just can't be an agenda, mm -hmm. right? So if you're getting to know people, whether it's in business, like when we met Tom Martinez, we just happened to meet him at the basketball game. It wasn't happened planned. to really like him. Gavin was yeah. like, hey, Tom does this. You guys do this. That's awesome. Hey, you guys should hang sometime. And Tom was like, yeah, hey, cool. Well, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too, man. Like, Gavin speaks well of you. What's your story? Yeah. I never knew it was going to come to business. Yeah. I, I understand that it might. But right now, I just want to get to know you. And if I try to hook you at the end of this conversation tonight, you're going to think the entire conversation was me just yep. being nice to hook you. So well, again, And we all genuinely liked each other, too. We did. If we talked to him and he was some fucking douchebag, we're not going to push some push something because, again, you're pushing your agenda on somebody you're else. pushing an agenda. Yeah. You might put yourself in a bad situation yeah. where you, you create a bad product because right. someone's a pain in the ass. No excuses. Yeah. Your yeah. product still sucks. So, again, man, like if you're seeking guidance... No pointing fingers, mm -hmm. no stacking the cards. If you're, if you're out building business relationships or just friendships at the gym or whatever it may be and you're talking to people, just ask them what their story is. Mm -hmm. And again, no agenda um, as far as that. And then when it comes to, and I'm not, this is like my final cue, especially for leaders, whether you're a leader in your, in your circle of friends and your family and you got kids and you're trying to give your kids advice. Um, if you're a leader in your company, you know, these difficult conversations that we keep labeling difficult they are the easiest for me mm -hmm. the hard part is all the data i collect on you watching your soul like for example i'm just going to talk from our team like watching your social media having accountability meetings every single week when we first started watching your emotions just observing everything mm -hmm. to where i felt comfortable enough to go hey to speak on some you're shit. not good yep. at this yep. Yep. here you know like but i can't say that unless i'm coming from an educated lens on you so yeah. the hard part is me getting enough data to feel confident in telling you that mm -hmm. that's the fucking hard part right, it right. might take me a year to figure you out i don't know or maybe some of your flaws just never pop up because every time you do a deal they're easy and maybe i don't know that you're an emotional baggage person because you haven't had a hard deal but maybe I'm watching your drama on social media, uh -huh. or maybe I'm watching you disorganized uh -huh. in a meeting, yeah. or maybe you're always three minutes late yeah. and your hair's never done yeah. guys and girls. Yeah. Right. And you're just, you're always fumbling through something. Or when I'm teaching a class, you're always on your phone, mm -hmm. all of that shit. Or like I go check on your open house. You don't put all your signs out. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I'm gaining data on you. So then when that shit storm of a deal does happen and you're losing your mind, I'm going to go, Hey, listen to me, let's slow down. Because here's what I've observed from you this past year, and here's where I think we could be better. Now, I've never had this issue with you on a deal, but I've watched you be disorganized. I've watched you show up late. I've watched you not put out your signs. You're not putting the work in. So maybe you didn't explain this right to your client. Maybe you did gaff off that buyer's prezo, mm -hmm. like you gaff everything else off. Mm -hmm. No, I did. Like, hey, listen to me. Here's what I've seen from you. Could that be a pattern that maybe crossed into that? Like, 
The hard part is getting enough so I can confidently speak to right. you about what I observe. Right, right. The easy part is saving your life. Hey, we are not proficient at this. And if you don't get better at this, you're going to screw your entire real estate career because no one's going to want to work with you if you're, if you're a clown or if you're always emotional or if you're riding your clients emotional. When they're happy, you're happy. When they're sad, oh, my God, now you're sad mm -hmm. and now you don't know what to do. No, stop it. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to shoulder the emotions right now. You're supposed to be that consistent guide for them. So when they're happy, whether they're sad, like you've got to be able to you're shoulder it and, so, and you yep. balance them yep. out, man, and carry this deal yep. and then be frictionless as possible. Oh, but I see you emotional with the team all the time or with your family. And again, mm -hmm. you're late or there's always something going on. Do you think that I think you're managing your clients well? You're not managing your life well. Yeah. Yeah. Why would I assume that you can add your client's shit on top right. of that? Right, right, right. I don't think you can, especially, oh, you're a new agent and you don't manage your, your, your own stress well. Mm -hmm. Now you're going to handle client stress and you don't even know what to do. Now you're double stressed, right? But I can speak to that when I observe you. Yeah. But then if I talk to you about it and say, first and foremost, it's okay. You're fine. You're not fired. You're not in trouble. But listen, here's where we're missing. I need you to see something from my perspective. I need you to pay attention to these. Mm -hmm. And as we get incrementally better at this, you'll be surprised how frictionless this process comes. You're not doing that buyer appraisal from the get-go. You know how I know that? Because your client's pissed off at an objection. Like I, you know what I mean? Like, it's like mm -hmm. a, dude, it's yeah. like a puzzle, yeah. man. Based off what you tell me, you're, you're having, you, you could be two weeks or a week before closing. Based off what you tell me is going on, I know whether you did something in the beginning correctly Correct. or not. Right, right, And that's right. why it's so important yeah. for you and I to always do deals. Yeah. Because we're practitioners, man. Yeah. Like, I'm in it. I'm in the game. Yep. So, I, I, like, I know, I know this. I'm not the guy that's been out of it for 20 years mm -hmm. and you have different problems. No, we're in it. But, again, when I have that conversation... It's so easy because I'm like, hey, if you can just grasp these concepts, you're going to be so much better. And if you don't, you are out of business in this year. Right. But again, you're gone. That, so that's it's easy because it's like, dude, I don't want you to die. Yeah. I don't want your business to die. I don't want your client's deal to fall out of contract. It's so much easier to have that conversation until then the latter. It your is. client it missing is. On a, out on a home. You, you getting get so frustrated. You just yeah. quit your entrepreneurship. Yeah. No, this conversation is easy compared to the other outcomes, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in my opinion. The hard yep. part is I need to be that observant of you to make sure that whenever I do talk to you, it's accurate. Because when it's accurate, that's when it's like... It's easy. I know. Because yeah. on the inside, they know. Yep. Yep. 100%. Yep. yep. So, so that's my biggest takeaway on that. So again, just to emphasize the care, guys, like the reason that Will observes as much as he does, he fucking cares. I mean, mm -hmm. it's not fun driving by people's open houses. It's not fun. Remember the look on their like face at the team post. meeting when I oh, said yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, by the yeah. way, I drive by your guys' open house, not in my right. car, because I know my car, my car, you can yeah. easily identify my car. But you don't okay? do that to stick it to them. Nope. You do that because you care and you want them to be better. I'm collecting data. Yes. So when someone comes in and like, and they're, and they're bitching or complaining or they're a new agent, like, yeah, I'm just, open houses aren't working for me. Like, I'm just getting nobody from them. I need to go get intel on you. Mm -hmm. And then I can say, how many open houses have you done? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, I've, and I said that to an agent one time, yeah. remember? Yeah. And and she was like, well, because she was around 20 before us. Yeah. And she said like 15 or something. Yeah. I go, all right, let me be more specific. How many have you done right? Yeah. And she goes, ah, zero. Yeah. And I go, listen, are open houses not working because they don't work for you or because you don't want them to mm -hmm. work? And because mm -hmm. you don't want them to work, you don't put the work in. You put no signs out. You show up for an hour and you bounce like, is it the open houses that aren't working mm -hmm. or is it because you don't like them to the point that when you do apply any effort, it's, right, it, you're right. not setting yourself up for success? Yeah. That's like putting a dollar on a social media 
boosted post and then complain that the boost isn't work. working. Yep. It's a dollar. You did the right thing. You put money into yeah. it. Just yeah. not enough. Like, yeah. yeah, you showed up at the open house, but there's no signs. Your energy's low. There's not like you have no information on the home. You have no mm -hmm. handout. You have nothing for them to take with them. If they want to contact you later, are you sure the open houses aren't yep. working or is it how you're working the open house? That's not working. Mm -hmm. And if I don't get answers for myself, I'm not going to know the truth because if I just ask you that, no, I do them. And if you say that to me, I'm going to say, listen, I've gone to your last two. You put three signs out. Are you sure you're doing them right, how you're supposed right, to? Right. And now I just caught you lying. So now it's like, hmm. More data. So now not only did I just catch you in a lie, like you might have a character flaw. In right. addition, oh, so not only are you lazy, now there's a character flaw again. Yeah. Like, oh, now you're a liar. Uh -huh. And I, I can't fix that because if someone's a liar, my problem is, when you come to me for advice or for help in business, I don't know if everything you're telling me is truthful. Right. Yeah. But I'm also not going to know those things about you unless I go get my own intel, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I do weird shit like go to your open house and I'm in a different car. Because And care. I count the signs yeah. and I yeah. look and I just watch how many yeah. people are coming through. I, oh, I just watch you. I can see your head. You're just right. sitting on the couch right, in the living right, room right. doing nothing on social. Like You're just not being very productive. You know, like those things matter. But, again, it, as it a good does. leader... I can't just trust that everything you tell me, I can't just take everything at face value. Yeah, you got to look. And then, but if I go, look, you're not doing them right. I've yep. gone to your open houses. You've done this. And then you're going to go, oh, I know. Damn it. So yeah. listen, let's be honest. Are you just so hateful of open houses that you're just not going to do them well? Right. Yeah. Okay. Then let's do something else. Let's not half-ass it. Let's find other stuff in business that you will do, that you will do to the fullest extent and make you successful. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, cool, then let's not do them. But then what are we doing? Or, yeah. well, I can't do it. Like, I'm broke. I'm this. I'm that. I'm from a different city. Yada, yada. Like, maybe this is it. Hey, okay, listen. I know you don't like them, but you've got three things going on right now, and open houses are one of them, and there's no dodging it. you got to get out. you got to meet new people. you got to have conversations about real estate. I'm going to help you with events. I'm going to help you as far as your sphere and helping you build that and talking to people at the gym and other places. But listen, open houses, mm -hmm. they're a pillar right now. Yep. I know they're not your favorite. Be a professional, okay? Leg day sucks. I get it. Do it. Taxes suck. Do it. Do it, yep. okay? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> do it. But again, it's like, hey, this is part of being a professional. Right, right. I need you to do it. And here's yeah. the deal. If you do it right to 100% of your ability, then we're getting data. Are open houses really not working for you or not? Because if you don't do it right, how do you know they're, not, they're, they're working or not? Mm -hmm. Now... You haven't turned every stone in business. So now you, you have no data for yourself on what's working because you half-assed it. Mm -hmm. Can't sleep at night. You won't sleep yeah, at night if you don't know yeah. for sure. But if you do everything you can for six months or a year and you did 30 open houses to a T like everyone should, but someone just doesn't like the mole on your face and you get nothing from it, we'll move on. Yeah. And But we can be at peace moving yeah. into something different. Because that didn't work. But I yeah. promise you, no matter how fun you think something is in business, there's always going to be something like, let's say social media is your favorite. There's going to be something about social media you don't like. Yep. Okay. Or, or maybe you just love open houses. Maybe you are that one. Congrats. There's going to be things about the open houses you don't like. You still got to do it, man. You do. There's no way around you it. Do. So, But again, to speak, I, I care so much to be accurate when I give advice or speak to them. Yeah. I go get my own intel on you. Yep. I need to know who you really are. And, uh, and, and my last point. After observing, we'll have these conversations with our team members, with random people online, with complete strangers, with uh, colleagues that we're in business with uh, and, and business partners of ours. Uh, I've come to realize that if you're not 
trying to become a better communicator and be more impactful and meaningful when you have conversations with people, you're doing your friends a disservice. Because when they come to you seeking advice, when someone has to muster up, you know, the kind of courage it has to take to muster up to ask another human being for advice on what you should do in your life. When you have friends doing that to you, you guys are doing them a disservice if you can't communicate with them or if you just tell them what they want to hear and then hang up the phone when deep in your heart, you know <laughs> the complete opposite to be true. 100%. And here's the deal, too. I'm not saying every single person in my circle of friends wants my advice mm -hmm. or they would take like i've got some friends man they're just knuckleheads or whatever i don't see them very often you know we I have a lot of like younger guys that chat to me at the gym because of because of the fitness company that yep. i was with for a long yep. time and so i still see like the kids in their mid or young 20s and, like they might tell me something and if i don't think like they're open to it i'm gonna say are you asking what are you asking me here like are you asking for advice or are you just telling me yeah. about your weekend yep yep, yep. Yep. Right. And like, yep. oh, okay, no, I'm just at, like, all right, cool, man. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Got a good time. Yeah. And then I'll dive into it because yep. I want to make sure like if, if you're diving in and you're and you do want to have meaningful conversations, guys also understand. Don't just put that on everyone just because you yeah. want to have meaningful conversations doesn't mean everybody does. So yeah. you got to be you know, you have to make sure that, you know, it's welcomed yeah. because that way it's productive because it's definitely and a relationship. I mean, it sucks energy, bro. Like that's energy. Ha really having those conversations that takes energy, right? That yeah. takes you're, you're putting your heart and soul into that and your brain power. And it's like, yeah, you don't just want to be dishing that out there to anybody and everybody. Dude, my hairline just was so because. much, my hairline was so much better right when I met you. Your hairline versus is now. great. Shut up. Dude. My hairline is already peeling <laughs> back. Bitch me you. about your hairline. <laughs> Pointing <God>. fingers. <laughs> no, man. But again, those are, those are my end states. Just, um, yeah. just if it's business and you're building relationships with people, just find a way to bring some value. Don't have an agenda. And if they want to mm -hmm. work with you, man, you're going to be stellar. They're going to see your products. You're going to be stellar enough. Like yep. And that's why consistency on social media, consistency with if you like if, if, for example, Tom, if he didn't ask us to link up that day, I would still find a way to run into him. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Like I would yeah. still say, hey, by the way, man, I know you were you were thinking of this. Like, here's some stuff to take a look at. I would still find a way to, mm -hmm. to reach back out to him after the Nuggets game if he didn't ask us to work with him yep. that night. We genuinely liked him. There would yeah. be a reason for us to go hang out. There would. And we yeah. know him through, you know, through some friends. There would yep. be. So I'm OK with that. I'm OK with like giving some business. Just make sure that. You know, people know your intent. So yeah. if you do want to hook or if you do want to work together, like if he didn't ask us to work with him that night, I would have said, hey, Tom, I do think we can help you, man. I would definitely, obviously, we want to continue to build our company. We'd love to, to help you in any way. Listen, if there's an opportunity, I don't care if we do the first the first video for free, man. It would be great to just um, have that opportunity. Now he knows my intentions. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. There's no that. hidden agenda. But what I would hate to have is is he doesn't offer that. And we have a great time. And then I try to hook him. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, man. Yeah. Because now again, like I just, I just look like I had a different intent than he exactly. did with that conversation. Exactly. So just be open and upfront and honest. If you, if you want to solicit something and say you'd mm -hmm. like to work in the future, just be honest about that. Just make sure you, you've had a great conversation and you've gotten to know someone a little bit and you know about their business before you say, Hey man, I would love an opportunity. Yeah. But what I didn't say was, I didn't say, Hey Tom, you know, for a, you know, for a measly $3,000 a month, I could give you videos every month. No. That's hooking. Yeah. What I did say was because, you know, like if he wouldn't have offered, I would have said, listen, Tom, you know, it sounds like you guys are doing a lot of really cool things out there. I'd love an opportunity to work with you. Listen, man, if there's ever an opportunity, I don't mind doing the first couple ones for free. I would just love to kind of show you what we're capable of. Now I'm asking for an opportunity. I'm not yep. telling you how much I cost. Nope. I'm not, oh, hey, and if you sign with me today, I'll give you 20% mm -hmm. down. Like, no, I'm not hooking you. I'm saying, hey, I'm the one asking now. I'm asking for an opportunity. I'll do it for free. Yeah. Just, just to prove there's some value there. Now, 
He asked us, and I still did it for free yep. for the first video. Yep. yep. Because I want to make sure that relationship and our value is there. So again, I'm okay if people want to have an agenda to grow a business. You just need to be honest with yeah. your approach versus having a caring conversation well, and to I, throw a hook And I'm out glad there. you said that because sometimes you're going to be in those situations to where, where you have to ask. You have to ask. You don't have an opportunity to just have a whole long relationship with this guy with, before you ask, no. right? Sometimes, yeah, you're in that elevator and you, you have that 30 seconds, right? Um, but hypothetically. Yeah, but again, yeah. it's an opportunity. So don't go yes. tell them, oh, hey, you know, for only two, but we normally we charge three thousand, but for two thousand, I'll do it for you, man. Because I, no, dude, so don't just so bad. If you're the one asking, understand it's an opportunity. Just bring yeah. value. But again, yeah. when you're doing that, if they say no at first, well, yeah, man, we'll keep in touch. Cool. There's no hidden agenda. Mm -hmm. So if you do have an agenda that you do want to ask, I, I understand those those situations. Yep. Just don't have a hidden agenda, yep, yep. and don't try to sneak a hook in at the end and then pretend like the entire hour long conversation was meaningful just so you can fucking throw that hook. Mm -hmm. Don't don't throw the hook. Be genuine, and if you if you do want to have an agenda at the end of that conversation because you genuinely do feel you could help someone, make sure it's yeah. clear, and then ask for an opportunity. Don't tell them what your prices are. Mm -hmm. Ask for that opportunity. Um, that's my biggest thing because I, I, I tend to gear this toward I, – I don't know how many leaders we have on here as far as – I know we spoke a lot about boss stuff and how to lead and how to be a good person in your circle, um, but I think ultimately it just – it just comes down to just not having an agenda. Yeah. And I also mean that with your friends. So if you give some advice and maybe they don't necessarily want to hear it, but in deep down you felt like you said the honest things and they were also having a conversation where they were asking for some advice or getting some opinion and you know them well enough to where you want to speak to something and they don't quite like it. Hey, don't have an agenda. You're not saying things so they like it. You're not saying it so they don't like it. You're saying it because you genuinely feel it's the right thing to say mm -hmm. and the agenda is gone. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? hundred percent, dude. Um, if you guys are listening on iTunes and haven't checked out our YouTube channel where we have the video and you get to, you get to see our beautiful faces on screen, definitely check <laughs> that out and subscribe vice versa. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook and you haven't heard our podcast, it's a pain in the ass listening to that shit at the gym on YouTube. So definitely get on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from, uh, and give us a subscribe. And uh, that's all we got, man. And if you guys ever have questions, right? So if we're going to ask for a subscribe, hey, first and foremost, I appreciate it. If you guys give a review, super appreciate it. You guys can find us on Instagram and, mm -hmm. and, and Facebook mm -hmm. and you guys, you know, or on that platform of iTunes and Spotify. If you guys ever have questions that you'd like or a topic Love it. that Love you guys it. would like us to cover, obviously, like we appreciate all the support. So if you guys ever have something we can do for you and talk mm -hmm. to a subject, um, we'd love it. Hell yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right, guys. Happy Monday. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time. Yes, sir. Out.